Building wealth isn't just about hustle and grind. Every day, huge deals are being made, businesses and properties are changing hands, and a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward. If you want to be part of that small group of people, then this show is for you. Now, here's your host, Jim Oliver. Before we jump into today's show, we have some exciting news to share with you. Our brand new online community platform is now live. Get access to free on-demand in-depth training courses on topics like infinite banking, cryptocurrency, real estate investing, and much more. Just go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com. Or check the show notes of this episode to find the direct link to request to join the community. Now, on to the show. It's really interesting when you take a look at a bank, right? The biggest buildings in every city are banks and insurance companies, okay? And they are very, very wealthy because they do what? They move their money. And nobody, like, this is what I try to get to help people that I'm coaching understand, is when you put money in a bank, right? A bank is a business. Do you think they just keep it there? Because I don't think we ask these questions, right? A lot of people just assume, yeah, I put, I put my money in the bank and then, you know, the bank has the money. The bank doesn't have your money. The bank does not keep your money. And so that begs the question, what do they do with it? They move the money. That's why they want your deposits. And in fact, if you actually look it up on a bank's balance sheet, most people would think, well, cash, like I give them their money, the cash, the deposits are an asset. Wrong. Banks put your cash as a liability and you and that's because they have to pay it back to you your money is a liability to them so what do they do with that liability is they loan it out as fast as they can in a million different ways uh and and i mean we won't we don't have to get really deep into this but it, it just just studying how banks utilize money is absolute crazy like how much they can take one dollar and loan it out 90 different ways. And then when that money comes back from the loan, they, they loan out 90% of that again, and they go over and over and over again. In fact, like if you have a lot of money in the bank and you actually go to a bank to ask for that, they, they most likely might not have it. Yeah, I mean, even if you want 25 or $35,000, they're gonna tell you, hey, we can have it for you tomorrow, or we can have it for you. You gotta go down to the main bank or the, you know, but something that you brought up, Logan, is, you know, I ask people all the time, when you make your mortgage payment, what does the bank do with that money? And they say, and they, sometimes they say, invest it, invest it. Now, why would they ever invest it? What they do is they loan it out again to somebody else, right? And we're not going to get, we don't really need to get into fractional reserve banking because, you know, we can't do that, but we can do all the other things that a bank does. We can take somebody else's money and we can loan it out to somebody else, right? And, and we can also create velocity of money, which is getting that money to move faster and faster and faster. And, you know, here's, here's, here's just an example. And, um, and, and we might be able to put a, a link to a, um, a video for this, but in the show notes, but if, if you had a $300,000 mortgage, and let's just say 5%, okay? And I know 5% is high right now, but it's not overall in a normal market. But 5%, that would make your payment about $1,610 a month. 
which means if you made every one of those payments on that 30 year note, you'd pay in about 580 some thousand dollars for that $300,000 house. So with closing costs and everything else, let's just call it 600 grand. Okay, now, by the way, Logan, that means every time you make a payment for 30 years, 50% goes to the bank's benefit and 50% goes to your benefit, right? Now, let me ask you a question. If, if I earn a dollar and I got to give you half of that dollar, do you think I care what the interest rate is? Nope. No. I just care that I got to give Logan half my money, right? Okay. So that payment, $1,610. And so people go, well, the bank makes um, 300 grand on that $300,000 loan. Well, hold on just a second, because the bank, the next step is putting it in motion again, right? And so if the bank loaned out every one of those payments only one more time for 30 years, so the first payment is loaned out again for another 30 years, and the last payment's only loaned out for one month, so the same terms as the original loan, 5% 30-year amortization. They make over a million dollars on that $300,000 loan if they loan it out one more time. Yeah. So when we talk about how to buy real estate and then how to use um, somebody else's money to buy real estate or how to use equity in the, in, the, in the property to buy real estate or how to get the seller to finance or all of these different techniques, right? Um, we're trying to have to use our money. But then when we can put that money that's not ours in the motion and create more money for ourselves, well, now we're really creating velocity of money, meaning, and we're creating leverage, right? So movement, leverage, and, and maybe talk about leverage in real estate. Where do you, where do you see that being you know, beneficial? Yeah, that's how you can, and it, you've talked about velocity of money a lot too, which I, in my opinion, you know, we talk a lot, of, most people talk a lot about compound interest. Velocity of money is a hundred times what compound interest is. You wanna, every, every time you get money back, you wanna think about how to get rid of that money in an investment and then how fast it can come back again. And that's what we're talking about when, you know, Jim's talking about driving the velocity right? And banks are really good at that. We're not necessarily ripping on bank. Like we're, I'm saying be the bank, like model what the bank does. And, and, and think about if, if the bank is, is begging for you to give you their money, now it's a liability and they are loaning it out and it's coming back and they're loaning it out again and it's coming back. Like what there is, a, there is things, first of all, understand that concept, number one. And then number two, how can you on your own create that similar velocity? And in real estate, one of the reasons I love it is you can create a lot of that velocity because obviously you don't have to use all of your cash to be able to buy an apartment. You can use somebody else's money. You can use the seller's money, like, like doing a seller financing deal. You can use the bank's money. Um, and I'm happy to pay the bank, you know, in, in, in a lot of deals, whatever it is, like right now, three and a half percent, especially when you have inflation, that's a whole different topic. Um, but if you can make more than that, that leverage is allowing you to arbitrage your money and make significantly more. So instead of buying one apartment with 100% of your money, you can now buy five apartments with 20% of your money. So think about that. And as long as the returns beat that leverage, that 80% leverage, that three and a half percent. For example, if you're making 15%, there's a lot of 
arbitrage in between what you're paying and what is coming back in. Here's the key to success and the key to failure. We become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become what we think about. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you are looking to discover new wealth building strategies, then go to community.createtailwind.com. That's community.createtailwind.com to join our free online community and get access to free courses and in-depth training videos designed to help you build wealth and break away from the herd. Click the link in the show notes to access the community today. Thanks again for listening.